Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? This is a very special episode of the show. I know. We're back. Every time we do it, it becomes a very special episode. I'm doing great, but, you know, it's been a year into this pandemic, and it seems like, wow, my kids are back in school lockdown, and we're just in the same where we were before. Um, I live in Michigan, and we're, we're going through another, our worst surge ever. But anyway, it's made me think about the topic of how have we all been doing during this past year? Because as I do Zoom trainings with people, I get a lot of questions, including parents so worried once I finish a topic on, yeah, you need to have sharing and encounter conflict, and it's good for kids to to wait their turn and encounter conflict. They'll start asking questions like, we're all alone in lockdown. Should I have another kid? I... I... See, I thought there was going to be a COVID baby bump, but apparently that didn't happen. Uh, not enough playmates out there. Well, I heard this. Um, a lot more a, um, um, COVID uh, pandemic puppies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard this from somebody on a, another show I record the other day. We had a guest and um, she had heard recently from a mother of an 18 month old who on a regular trip to the doctor, the phys- the mom had been asked about social- socialization and play, and uh, the doctor had suggested uh, Zoom play dates for, for the toddler. So yeah, I think this is, this is kind of a, a thing out there. Um, so what's the, what's the solution? Well, I don't know about a Zoom play dates. I suppose that depends on the kid. <laughs> yeah. But you I, know, what I was telling people is don't go have another child just so that you're first child can experiencing a sharing conflict. That is not the right reason to have a kid. Your kid's going to be fine. They've learned different skills during this time. They've learned um, resilience. They've also probably learned um, that you have feelings too, because parents have been really stressed. And 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 that child could probably have a a sharing conflict with that parent just as well well as they would with a sibling. Exactly. That's what I'm telling people, because it's really about um, sharing attention and sharing um, time with somebody or time with a toy. Maybe the parent isn't going to want that particular yellow truck at the same moment as a kid, but there's still balancing issues of when can it be my turn to have your attention? When can, when is it a time when the parent needs to be on their zoom call for their work? So it's, it's the same concepts. It's still conflict. It's still balancing out time and attention. Um, And yeah, there's plenty, even if you live all alone with your toddler, there are plenty of opportunities for conflict and sharing. You don't have to have more children to find that. Yeah, and it's not really like young children need huge social circles, do they, Heather? I mean, we we may as adults kind of impose that on them, that they have to have lots of play dates and lots of social interaction with lots of people, but children in and of themselves, mostly a, a handful of people that they know and have relationships with tends to be enough. Yeah, and it can be just the main caregiver. It doesn't have to be more and more people. The younger the child, the, the more that's true. Now I'm living with two teenagers. So, you know, their need for, for um, peers and social interaction 
connection is a lot is a lot higher. But I wouldn't worry about the young kids. They will find ways to meet their emotional and social needs wherever they are. And if they're a little bit slower, it's like, well, they haven't had a chance to ride that bicycle in a little while. They'll get the hang of it when they get back in. And, and so, um, you know, they may be a little rusty, but so are we all. But another thing I think is interesting is um, the effect that it's had on adults is just to um, to scale back. I mean, it's been a very, very, depending what kind of job you have, um, uh, for a lot of parents who are home doing a computer type job, and then they have the kids home, the parents, they've done studies, the anxiety levels are through the roof for a variety of reasons. But when they um, studied children's stress levels during the pandemic, the kids are a lot more calm. And this is a, um, a study that actually Peter Gray and Lenore Scanese put together to study the impact of anxiety on kids and, and the parents during the pandemic. And yeah, they found not too surprising to me that the kids were a lot calmer than they were in their rush to Girl Scouts, rush to ballet class, rush to karate class, rush to school, you know, not get enough sleep. Just that whole rush, rush so the parents could get out the door to their jobs that was a lot more stressful for them than it is to be home, even if they only get to see, you know, grandparents by Zoom, that kind of thing. Have, have you noticed that with your boys? Well, there's certainly a lot more calmness except for wanting to be with peers. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more, and we're a big sleep family, but still there's more sleep. Um, and there's, um, there's more time just to kind of uh, flop around, which is not a bad thing. Um, there's more time that we now have a tree fort in the backyard. Um, in fact, I think we have two versions of that. Um, there's some homemade movies going on. There's lots of things that just fit in um, that happen because there's time and there's play. Your, your husband's a builder, isn't he? Did he, was he involved in those tree forts? Well, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> it's kind of a genetic thing, huh? Yeah. We also had a few rocket launches and catapults and, you know, uh, rubber band guns shooting at targets, the, all kinds of little uh, things that, yeah, my husband had a good second childhood for a while too. <laughs> well, and I think back. that's the thing about this year, that play is, is there if you I mean, if you look for it and embrace it, it's it's pretty much everywhere. You don't need a lot of a lot of setup to to allow play to happen in your life if you so choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I play in my words by writing books. To me, that is play, and I can get and lost in it and 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 delight in it, just the way other people might might play with um, building a tree fort. But I do think that when we, you know, there's been, um, at least with my kids too, there's been a lot more reading for pleasure. I mean, they read for school, but when they've been in the pandemic, there's been a lot more reading going on, a lot more um, creation of their own ideas and interests, a lot less schoolwork. I totally give you that. But I would say that my, uh, my uh, 12 year old, when he went back to a little bit more regular school schedule lately, his math was better than it had been a year ago. And that was not from doing it. <laughs> there was a, there sort of was an anti-math vibe going around during the <laughs> pandemic for him. It wasn't from practice. It was, I think, um, the brain break 
that sometimes our brains mature in their own good time. And he said, it's just easier to do this year than it was. I couldn't figure it out last year. Um, we have brain leaps. Sometimes we learn to read and the year before we couldn't. Um, we Things click into place with kids. And sometimes as adults, we freak out and wish we want it to happen on a certain timetable. But if you continue to give them some guidance here and there, it'll click in when it clicks in. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I remember division, when whenever school said it was time for me to learn how to divide, uh, Jeff's brain wasn't ready for it. And then like six months later, I woke up and, and knew how to divide. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing when we allow things to, to unfold at their own pace. And, and one of the problems with our education system is we kind of expect kids to move along in these cohorts where they might be pushed into things before they're ready for them. And it happens all the time with all kinds of subjects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Another thing that they found is that uh, it's mostly a change in the, in the adult's behavior that allows the kids to discover themselves is um, increasing independence for the children. In other yeah. words, a chance just to do stuff. Um, part of it is the parents are around, the kids are around, so the kids maybe are helping to cook more, or they're helping whatever's going on, but also that they're independent with their time and because the parents are working and they can't even look to see what's going on. In some cases, that could make people really anxious if, if you know the personality of the kids you have, but most of the times they're fine and the house isn't burning down and, um, you know, they're discovering something. <laughs> and I think it took from, from a couple families I've observed kind of at a distance over this last year, it, it took some time for parents to realize for the first couple of months, it was like they had to entertain their kids and schedule yeah. them and have stuff going on every hour of every day. And then as time goes by, that kind of slips because, well, one, it's hard work. And then two, they realize it's not necessary. And so over time, that that kind of freedom of choice with their time kind of developed for a lot of kids when it wasn't there at the beginning. Exactly. And I think, too, um, weekends are a lot more relaxing because there's nothing going on weekend after weekend. You're not scurrying to drive the kids to this track meet or to that soccer game or to whatever else may be going on because you're just home or you're going out to walk in the nearby park or whatever it is that you have in your neighborhood. So um, the calendar is empty and maybe you have a Zoom date with the grandparents, but it's really, um, it's really pretty empty. And that's also blissful. It's not just school days. It's the weekends that are, that are open, much more open than they used to be. And kids can find independence there too. Yeah. Hey, so Heather, Fear sells, right? And so I've read quite a few articles uh, from educators worried that this last year is just going to, to be a, a loss in education, that kids aren't going to be able to make it up, that, that we've got this lost generation now after this last year. Um, and my gut tells me that that isn't necessarily the case. What, what are your feelings? It's going to vary a lot, I think. So for it depends where you were to start and what kind of family you're in now. Um, so if you were in one of those rush, rush families, and I know a lot of them that were always in the minivan or in the whatever, and they had they they ate in the car and they're going this way and that way, um, those kids I think are going to benefit by the increased. Um, free time, the increased independence, the, the less scheduled life, more sleep, all those things. I think those kids will come out on top. 
they won't, won't miss all their enrichment activities. Maybe they'll miss their favorite one out of the seven they were lined up to do. Yeah. Um, for some of the kids who um, were not in that kind of schedule to begin with and now have had really spotty internet access during the pandemic, so they haven't had the constant contact with their teachers, um, it's, it's going to depend on the situation. Some kids are going to have had a tougher year. And I know a, a lot of friends who are teachers where they've had 16 funerals just in their classes with grandparents and aunts and uncles who've been dying. So it um, depends what they've been facing emotionally um, and what the pandemic has given them during the year, because some of them are a lot, um, they're not, they're not having that, that, that freedom of stress, they're having increased stress. So it's yeah. going to depend. Yeah. And, and in the balance, we humans are pretty resilient creatures. And uh, I think in the course of, you know, human history, there've been worse years. Um, and, and humans tend to survive and thrive through those and, and come out long term. I mean, short term, there, there is all that stuff you got to deal with. But long term, we tend to come out pretty well, don't we? Yeah, I think we do. Um, I also think that that people lament the loss of learning. There has been a heck of a lot of learning sure. this year. More learning than usual, I would say, yeah. both among the adults and the kids. It's just different than the agenda. Yeah, maybe not right? as much teaching, but more learning. <laughs> There's been a lot of learning and, and a lot of it's been emotional learning. Sure. And a lot of it's been learning what's really important. And a lot of it's been learning how taking a walk does release physical stress and all these things that, that are actually more important and, than some of the things we were trying to cram into the kids' schedules. So yeah, the kids have been learning. There's been no stop to learning. And I think as far as academic learning goes and the academic agenda, um, kids' brains have grown up for a year. And so when they go back to tackle that division again, or go back to tackle reading that book again, they're in a different place and their brain has grown and connected and is, is more mature and able to handle whatever comes at them. So yeah, there will be some uh, stuff they don't know that they might have known before, but boy, they learned so much and we can't measure all that. It's, 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 it's been an incredible wild year in many ways. And, and, and the kids are riding along that that wild year with us. There we go. There we go. I think it's been, and I, I think also I've been hearing from many families that it's been an, an important year for reassessing life. Sure. And that they don't want to go back to the high stress that they were in, that they were in voluntarily. <laughs> And they didn't realize how hard it had gotten. And so I, uh, you know, there's people who are scaling back their work hours. There's people who are deciding not to have so many scheduled activities. There's a lot of um, changes that are going on as people recenter themselves. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the how how those things unfold as things open back up in some of those places that are still closed down and, and they have the opportunity. It's, it's really easy to want to want to prune something out of your life when you don't have access to it, but when it's readily available again, I wonder how many people are going to stick with it. That's going to be kind of fun to, to watch and learn from. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interesting. Personally, I want to go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I never really went to the movie theater a whole lot before, but now I'm pretty desperate. <laughs> Oh, I never want to go to a movie theater again. I, I didn't want to, but I, I didn't like it in the first place. Well, there you go. You I've got, got all my you've... snacks. I get, I get choice of snacks here. I, I, can, I can eat bacon during a movie at home. Oh, 
Now, I don't eat a lot of bacon during the movies, Heather. Uh, <laughs> any, final, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I think we should end on bacon. Any, any, uh, anything you want to plug before we pull the plug on this episode? Well, as you know, this is a very special episode. We're going to be doing these from time to time for Renegade Rules. And meanwhile, I have my second podcast launched and it's going up every two weeks on Wednesdays. It has a new name, Book Smitten. Um, and that is our name going forward, all about children's books and books and kids and life. And if people are going to search Book Smitten, is that one word? Did you combine it? Is that what they should be searching? It's capital B, Book Smitten, with a capital S in the middle, and it's all one word. There you I go. Search that, and you will find the show. This has been Renegade Rules. We'll be back sometime with another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.